0: okay so hello welcome to the first episode of 70 plus i apologize if the sound quality is not the greatest due to covid we have to do our interviews over zoom but i promise the sound will get better um today i have with me maggie she also lives in washington
1: maggie would you like to give a little introduction hi um i grew up in a family my father was in the navy and we traveled all the time there's five children in my family i'm the oldest and all of us were born in a different state interestingly i was actually born in washington so i'm a native washingtonian (laughs) although i didn't live here when i was young i came and moved here with my husband in um 1980 something (laughs) so we've been here a long time yeah where did you live growing up well we we moved all the time we lived all in different places we lived in new jersey colorado rhode island california texas tennessee um You name it, it feels like we live there. (laughs) Did you have a favorite place you grew up? Well, I I do like Washington the best, but I had fun when I was in high school and lived in New Jersey um, because we lived right near the beach, so that was quite fun. Oh, that is nice. Yes. Me, like
0: a little bit more about your childhood, growing up, friends, school. How was school?
1: School was great, and I actually liked moving around. Really? I have, I have a sister. My, the sister that's closest to me in age in my family is three years younger than me, and she did not like moving. She was totally freaked out by having to have new friends every few years and she didn't like introducing herself or going out on her own to make new friends she had a hard time with that consequently she married a guy his name is david and he lives his family grew up right around the block from where they live right now and Dave went to school at the school where my sister teaches. So (laughs) she's a teacher teaching in the school that he grew up in, and his children have gone there too. So she she feels real confident in having this kind of, you know, close family. Her in-laws live right near her. Dave's Brothers and sisters live nearby, and she she likes that. She they likes by that. you. Pardon me. Do they live by you? No, they live in Colorado. Oh, okay, I see.
0: So you liked moving around. Did you keep in touch with old friends, or did yes. you kinda
1: refresh? I did, but not not quite so much. So I married my high school sweetheart, <laughs> and. <laughs> So he's the person I kept in touch with the most. And, of course, he had friends from our high school. So we, between the two of us, we had lots of friends from high school. How did you meet him? Well, that's an interesting story because he was dating a girl that lived... My dad was... um, given housing on the navy base in Lakehurst New Jersey which was where we lived and one of the girls that lived in my neighborhood her father was also in the navy and she lived right sort of behind me my husband was dating her <laughs> and so she her father got orders and they had to move away and so my husband whose name is steve would ask me questions have you heard anything from michelle have you have you gotten any letters from her so we spent a lot of our initial dating um, talking about her <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel about that it was fine because you know she, it was nothing to be jealous of because she wasn't nearby <laughs> <True>. <laughs> she lived in near Washington, D.C. and Virginia, so it wasn't like I had to worry that he might go out with her.
0: <laughs> Were that you
1: dating did... him at the time when he was talking about her? Not at first. I was dating someone else and um, then kind of his his uh, flirt with her kind of ended he got tired of that and then he asked me out so then we started dating
0: would you say that he was your first love or someone else
1: tell me about that i think he he was my first real love i mean i had i guess i'd call it puppy love with other (laughs) with other guys yeah crushes and i dated you know, many other guys, but he was the one that I always was the most serious about. And we always got along really well.
0: Okay. That's super cute. So how old were you when you met?
1: 16. (laughs) Did you
0: date from 16 until you got married?
1: Yes. Wow. But I was only 17 when we got married. Oh, okay. So tell me about that. How did your parents react to that and all? They were not happy. I was all registered and ready to go to college. I had chosen to go to a school in Virginia <clears throat> called Roanoke College. It's a university now. And um I wanted to be a nurse and I was all enrolled and ready to go to school. But then I changed my mind and said I'd rather get married to Steve. My parents were very disappointed. They didn't want that to happen. But I was pretty steadfast in my idea that it would work out and it would be fine. And <laughs> we were married 50 years, so it did work out and yes. we were <laughs> Sounds like it all worked out a little bit. Yes, it did.
0: So, tell me about um your kids and all that.
1: So, um When Steve and I got married, we initially lived in New Jersey, and then he decided he wanted to go to college, to uh, a college in Miami, Florida, University University of Miami. And so we moved down, his parents luckily had a house down in Florida, and we moved from New Jersey to Florida And he started going to school there. And then he had an idea that he would try out for the Miami Dolphins football team. He he would go and walk on, and try to get a job playing football. How did that work out? Did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) You how were you on this idea? Well, I, I was fine. I encouraged him and. Helped him while he was trying to work out and improve his skills, football skills. And he always loved football. He played football in high school. And um, he was successful at it. So, you know, there's no reason to think that he couldn't play football. But um, I don't think either of us understood it how hard it is to play professional football (laughs) and when he started practicing with the actual professionals he learned that it wasn't so easy
0: how did he manage to do that did he like get admitted onto the team or yeah well he
1: said he would be a walk-on and he'd like to you know, play, play football. And they said, well, have you had any experience playing football? (laughs) And, um, he said, well, yes, I in high school, I played football. And so, I mean, I think it was quite a long shot for him to even think that they would be serious about, about him and give him an, a shot at it. But he felt good about what happened there, but he also, saw how adequate everybody else was at playing football and he was not the same level as everybody else and he saw that
0: okay what did you both end up doing career-wise
1: so when steve was younger in high school and before that he his grandparents owned a gas station in seaside new jersey where where they lived and steve always worked there when he was he was young and he ended up in miami getting a job working for a company called norton tire company and what it was a family business and they owned about six or seven stores in the Miami area in the suburbs and everything. And it, it turned out that Steve was very successful because he was the kid that when the people came in and bought a bought tires, he would be the one that would put them on their car. Oh, And he'd notice things like he'd say, Oh, I know when I was, changing your tires and putting your new tires on i noticed your brakes were really worn out and so they they go and they talk to the salesman and the salesman said well since you're buying tires we can help you <laughs> if you would deal on these brakes and my husband was selling more than the salesmen were right. <laughs> so they really liked him and they promoted him Pretty soon he was managing a store. Here he was, just a young, young guy, and he did so well. He was he was really good at what he did. But luckily he 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 finally said to me, he said, I said, is this what you what you want to do for for your life and he's like no this is not what i want to do for my life he said if i really had my choice what i'd like to do is i'd like to go to college and i'd like to become a teacher and a coach so i would be a a teacher and also coach the football team at the school where i would teach in high school and i said well that sounds like a good idea why don't you See if it would be easy to get in into college down here, and um, he said, No, I don't want to go to college here. I want to go in New Jersey. So we moved back to New Jersey. By then, we had our son Scott, and we moved back to New Jersey. His grandparents at their gas station, they had a house that was right next door to their gas station, and they had an apartment. They lived in the upstairs, and then downstairs there was an apartment that they said, well, you can move into that apartment. And we did that, and Steve started going to school. I started working as a waitress <laughs> at a restaurant in town. And, um Steve liked going to school. One day we were um, in the downtown of of the ho- of our hometown, and um, there were two police officers. We were actually in a bar. It was a bar where you could also eat food. We were having dinner, and two of the um, police officers on the city police department came up to Steve and said, Steve, you're a big guy. Now, my husband was really big. He was six foot three and, you know, he was in good shape from all that football that he tried to play. And they said, Steve, we need some summer officers in our department and we think you should try out for it. And Steve said, well, The problem is, I'm not 21 yet. And they said, oh, well, when will you be 21? Then you could be on the department. So from that conversation, my husband really thought about, would he like to be a police officer? And he decided he would. He had always said, I do not want a job where I sit in an office and work on a typewriter that's what you did in those days, you worked on a typewriter. And he said, I, won't, I wouldn't like that. I, I'd like to be out and about, and I think if you were a police officer, you'd be out in your patrol car. <laughs> and doing lots of things, cause you, you know, lots of things would come up during the course of your day. So I think it would be interesting. And when he turned 21, he became a police officer. Was it scary to you at all? No. He loved it. He, I thought that, you know, he studied and of course they have to go to school before they become a police officer. They have to go and and be trained. And so he did that and he really liked it. He loved it. And so that's what he started doing. And he did that until i mean first he started in new jersey he was a police officer in seaside our town and then we went to my parents my father retired from the navy and my parents decided to move to colorado and we flew to colorado to have thanksgiving with my parents and steve had never been to the West Coast at all. And he really liked it there. And he noticed in the newspaper, there was an article for a police department in one of the suburbs called Arvada that was advertising to hire officers. And Steve went and applied. And he, he we left Colorado, went back home, and he quit his job in New Jersey, and we prepared ourselves and moved to Colorado. Beautiful, very spontaneous. Yes, and then um, he liked the department that he was working on there, and he did really well, and he, he worked his way up through the department and was promoted until he became the assistant chief. And then he applied for the chief's job here in Redmond, Washington, and he was hired for that. And that's when we moved to Washington. So when we moved here, my son was um, going into his junior year of high school and my daughter was like in eighth grade. And so when we knew we'd be moving, we had a family meeting and we told the, we told our kids, well, we're offered, there's a job in Washington that your father is interested in and we want to talk to you about it. Because if you actually say, I'm not moving to that state. Right. I'm not gonna be happy leaving my friends and going somewhere else. We talked it over and they were kind of excited about it. And so we did move here and it, it worked out just fine.
0: Yes. Tell
1: me about your children growing up. So my kids were really, they were really good kids. They, Studied hard and did well in school, and really did not give us any such a problems. I was kind of um, not, a, not, not terrible, but I kind of gave my parents a little bit of run for their money because my parents would give me curfews when I had to be home, and sometimes I didn't comply with what they were asking. What were you um, doing? what what were you out doing I was out with Steve most of the time (laughs) um going to the movies or being with our friends and we go to parties and do things like that and um so my kids were really good they were really um studious and interested in doing making good grades at school and so they were pretty easy um to raise they were both really good kids and we had a very close family our our kids and steve and i like to do things together we skied together we went we went on ski trips we went on camping trips we had a lot of fun as a family together and even our our closeness continues today we're still very close and we see our kids often and they they want to see us too so it's it's fun
0: how old are they now
1: Oh my gosh, you shouldn't ask me, they're old. <laughs> my, my son just turned 55 and my daughter's 53. You had them close together. I did. How was
0: a toddler and a baby at the same time?
1: Well, that was fun, it, it was fine, I liked it. When I was 14 years old, my mother had a baby. It was quite shocking. I heard my parents and it sounded like they were arguing and I'd never heard them argue before. And I snuck down the stairs so I could hear what they were talking about. And my father was saying to my mother, "Well, if you're pregnant, that's we'll just deal with it. It'll be fine." And I was like, "Yay!" That's <laughs> so fun we're gonna have a baby but they were they were a little chagrined about it here they had three kids that were almost all of us were teenagers then and they were having a baby oh my gosh (laughs) so my yes my sister susan was born and um then two years later they decided instead of having us three kids and then this big gap and then Susan they'd have another child to go with her so they had my brother Robert and so we had two babies (laughs) in our family so I was used to being around babies and young children so it it didn't it didn't um, bother me at all to have little ones
0: was there anything from your childhood that you might like, purposely left out of your own parenting style with your children?
1: Well, my parents were pretty strict, especially my father, because he was a, a naval officer and he was used to being commanding and authoritative. And he was to us, <laughs> especially to me. I was his first child. And he wanted me to be perfect right and i I wasn't, and I kind of rebelled against being perfect um so I tried not to have expectations that were that were my expectations put on my kids um, I wanted them to have lives that they, they wanted, not a life that I wanted them to have. And that's turned out pretty well. My son, um, when he, he graduated from high school and then he went to the university of Washington where he played football. (laughs) And when he graduated from the U, he, we said to him so what are you going to do now it was a bit of a concern for us because he never really had a goal he really said when I'm through with college I'm going to go get a job doing blah 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 he never said that he never he he said things that he didn't want to do like "I, I don't think I'd want to be a policeman (laughs) and i i worked in medicine and you know i kept saying to him well i think you'd make a really great doctor and he's like too much school i'm not going (laughs) to go to school for that long to do that and he does get kind of queasy if he sees blood and things like that so he when he graduated from college, he said, I think what I want to do is I want to go ski for a year. I want to go to a ski resort. And I think the one I'd like to go to is called Jackson Hole. And the reason I want to go to it is because it's, it's a, it's a hard place. I mean, it's got a lot of very dangerous runs and you know, I want to do that. So he told us he was going to do that for a year, and off he went <laughs> to Jackson Hole. And um, he he first of all, when he first got there, he worked he worked as a waiter, which he did not like, and he um, also worked as a ski instructor to give lessons and what they do at jackson hole is when you first start like when you're the new new guy you have to teach the little kids oh boy seniority (laughs) (laughs) and so you had to keep them in line and if you know little kids and skiing it's really hard for their boots and their holes in their skis to get put on and they're always coming off and then you have to help them. He was just shaking his head saying, This is not what I envisioned it's that I think sitting. More of a daycare situation. <laughs> exactly. The parents wanted to go ski, so they wanted to get their <laughs> kids doing something else. And so he but he stuck with it and um while he was there he learned how to paraglide there were people that were doing that and i don't know if you know about paragliding but you have a parachute and you run off the mountain you inflate your para- your parachute and you fly around in the sky oh, wow. and, then, and so he led a bunch of people that also did paragliding and he started a concession so he was selling paragliding to give people rides over the ski resort. And it's been very popular. He has made a mint doing this. Jackson Hole is very expensive to live there. He He's married, he has had two daughters, he's got a house and he's got a really good living selling paragliding and all the the thing about Jackson Hole it's very popular in the winter and it's also popular in the summer so it's a good place for a ski bum because usually if you go to somewhere and you're going to be a ski instructor do something like that when the snow goes away nobody comes but in Jackson Hole they do because it's a real um resort area and people you know so he could sell his paragliding in the winter and in the summer and do very well so that's what he does he sounds very
0: innovative he didn't have a plan but he figured it out as he went along i don't think that's something the
1: younger generations have mastered quite yet yes that's true and, you know, he, the other thing is, is, is taking something like nobody really had any idea about and being able to create a job. I always told my kids when they were growing up and thinking about working, I said, if you can get a job that makes you happy, that you want to get up every day and go there, whether you're getting paid or not, if it just is fun for you. That's the best thing that you can have. And so he has a job that is fun for him. It's something he loves to do and something that he's been very successful with. That's amazing. Yes. And my... Sorry, go ahead. My daughter um, works for Amazon and she's done really well with that. Um, she is exploring a new business now she's teaching mindfulness have you heard about mindfulness a little bit not much yeah so she, I went to one of her classes and it it was really interesting it was really good I liked it
0: <laughs> what have it you te-
1: learned from that pardon me what have you
0: learned from the mindfulness class
1: Well, it teaches you how to relax and de-stress and, um, you know, it's, it's just a good way to treat yourself. Right.
0: What would you say was a time in your life that you probably needed mindfulness and you did not? I I didn't know
1: anything about it. Right. Right. So what would you say
0: you could have used it like what was the toughest period of your life Would you say?
1: well six years ago my husband and i were in a terrible car accident and my husband and both of our dogs were killed in the accident and i was in the hospital at harborview for six weeks after the accident and it was touch and go whether I was going to make it or not. But I did. I'm doing fine. But it was really a hard time. My daughter was there. I mean, she she came to the hospital and she basically just stayed there with me. Every day, the whole time I was there. And um, she was amazing. But she would try to tell me, she, she, I'd ask, I'd say, give me the phone, let me call your dad and tell, and I'd say, I'm gonna call him because I want him to come and come, come and get me from here. And Stephanie would say to me, mom, dad is not here. He's in heaven with God. He died in the accident. And she'd have to keep telling me over and over. So that would have been a time when I really would have been helped by mindfulness. Right, definitely. What
0: do you think is the thing that you're most proud of when you look at your many years of life?
1: (laughs) Well, I am very proud of, of my marriage. My husband and I were married more fifty fifty years f- more than fifty years, and we'd we'd still be going strong if we hadn't had that accident if he hadn't died. so I am really proud of that and i I'm proud of my children and I'm proud of the things that we've accomplished. My husband and I, you know, he would say, "Oh, I, I, I could never be a police chief," and I'm, I'm like, "Why do you say that?" Yes, you could. You could do it. And I felt, you know, I encouraged him, and and I think he surprised himself that he became a police chief. But there was no reason why he he couldn't do that. He was. A really good officer <clears throat> and he was some buddy that the rest of the department enjoyed and liked and he made a good police chief he was very good at it
0: 50 years of marriage also is no no joke that's very impressive thank you it is good Do you have any relationship advice for us
1: Well, just like you need to have a job that makes you happy, (laughs) you need to have a partner that that makes you happy, that you can get along with, that you can laugh with, that shares your joys and helps you through difficult things. And I, I know that... People didn't think that our marriage would last that long because we were so young when we got married, but but we did, and we loved each other, and we loved our life.
0: Did your parents eventually, once they realized this was not puppy love,
1: did they come around? Yes, they did. (laughs) They, They liked him a lot they ended up liking him a lot. Do you think, looking back, there are any grudges you still
0: hold? Not necessarily to your parents or anything, just in general?
1: I don't think so. I'm not one that that does that very much. Um, I feel like sometimes people don't agree with you about things, and that's fine. Everybody can have their own um, their own things in life that are important to them and what they enjoy and what they want out of life. Definitely. Do you think, besides your husband and
0: your children, who do you think the most influential person was in your lifetime that made you who you are even if it was seemingly insignificant.
1: Well, I I think I'd have to did you say with that not counting my husband, my children or my parents? Yes. <laughs> Cuz honestly, I'd have to I'd have to say my mother had a, you know, she was really a good person and she um loved everybody and you know she was somebody that was worth looking up to. And so I feel like she's one that was she was somebody that I mean she was a navy wife and you know there were times when my dad would be gone and she had to, take care of all of us kids and you know it couldn't have been easy sometimes but she was always happy and you know we we had a good time with her that's good i'm glad you had a good child (laughs) yes i did it was very
0: What do you think the most important lesson you learned was from growing up with her that she instilled in you?
1: Well, I think that um, we learned to make the best of things. You know, even when things seemed to be hard and difficult, you could always make the best of things. You could always say, well, what, what can we do to make this better? What can we do to help ourselves here? And I, I like that. I think that's a, a good way to look at things.
0: Looking for silver linings.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Something my mother has taught me as well
1: always looking
0: for, even if it's super small, positive in any situation.
1: Well, I have, I have, um, something in my bedroom. It's one of those printed picture frames and it says just one small positive thought each morning makes your day turn out good. (laughs) i i really believe that you know you need to look at the positive things and 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 emphasize those things
0: definitely well thank you so much for talking to me i really appreciate
1: it well it's my pleasure and thank you